so I took my car to the mechanic yesterday. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Um, I took it in for an oil change and a tire rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came to pick my car up and the mechanic gave me a $400 bill. Good, and I was good. like, I didn't even know the Department of Treasury made those. It's a fun <laughs> joke about how I got ripped off. can't hear the laugh track oh um, i'll turn do you it have up a soundboard can you turn it up so i can yeah know when here. to laugh at your joke let me get it for you do you have Should a variety a... of laugh buttons i have so many laugh buttons oh, uh so and exciting. they're all right here in front of me and i'm definitely not waiting until i'm editing the episode <laughs> this is something that i'm very prepared for sidebar though i think that kind of makes sense because then you want to know what what kind of laughs you want for which laugh spot yeah yeah but also you're just <laughs> you have so it. much faith in the amount of work that i'm gonna do to edit this show every week every week i'm just always so proud thanks despite my best efforts it keeps turning into a podcast so i have a death topic Ooh, sure cyber cafe west is dead oh my god i know cyber cafe west is younger than i am so that's a little dang yeah, that to make you think about your own mortality like a bar that's younger than you closing <sighs> because it's not profitable i mean i'm also not profitable I know, does that same. mean i'm gonna close <laughs> <laughs> welcome this to doesn't you. bode well for me <laughs> and also a non-profitable 20 year old <laughs> i'm sorry for your loss it's okay i'm not actually 20 Oh, okay, cool. So it's fine. So this is me, cute. Mm-hmm. You're, uh... <laughs> Please. <laughs> There's so many good spots to put a laugh track. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm Lauren. I think we should really ham it up. Okay. I think this is a good one to ham it up on. I gotta pick up the microphone. Oh yeah, here. you gotta get into stand-up mode. <laughs> Game show. Yeah, stand-up mode. Let me tell you a little bit about. <laughs> you guys ever heard of death? What's the deal with death? Honestly, <laughs> I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you that I do, in fact, believe in life after love. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still here, so I guess. Uh, uh, I'm Lee, um, and I am constantly horrified by my own mortality. All right. Um, yeah, so this is me, Q. We talk about all the places that art and science intersect. It's our podcast. And this week Good we're job. talking about death. Good job. Do you listen to um, Caitlin Doty's podcast? I don't. Death in the Afternoon? I don't. She's very cool, She's very cool. What is her book called? Smoke Gets in Your Eyes? Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and then the sequel-ish book to that is From Here to Eternity. Yes. The Pearl Harbor movie starring, I want to say, Cary Grant, but that's wrong. (laughs) Um... 
Um, Burt Lancaster. That's embarrassing for me and for nobody else. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm canceling I our believe. podcast. Are you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I, go I first. still. Okay, I don't have a good way to segue into that. We need to. That's a good death joke. Do you want to go uh, first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, this week, uh-huh. I looked into our good, good old friend of the show, autopsies. Mm. Uh, so I was both mostly interested in this because it seems more like a scientific process, right? Like you're trying to investigate the causes of death and kind of by process of elimination or certain key indicators, certain key clues. Yeah. Rule out things that didn't happen or, you know, investigate further things that did happen. Mm-hmm. So an autopsy is basically just a surgical procedure that involves opening up a dead body or cadaver to determine ha 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 same it's the last one i'm gonna do to determine the cause of the death of that body um so an interesting clarification is that in animals this is mostly referred to as a necropsy rather than autopsy interesting what's Um, the distinction I think just that it's done on animals rather than on a human body. Okay. Um, so when I was in ninth grade, I went to like this week-long summer marine biology thing. And we mm-hmm. did a seal necropsy. Mm-hmm. And Liz was there. <laughs> and she got sick. But anyway. Did she like get a really bad sunburn on like one side did. of her body? Because she like fell asleep. She, yes. And I was a good friend and I put sunscreen on her face. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so our seal necropsy was really cool, and I think that was probably the first and maybe only exposure that I've had to an autopsy. Um, mm-hmm. but basically, we like made a vertical cut along the chest and the stomach of the seal, and it opened it up. and And our whole goal was to determine, you know, what caused this seal to die. Um, so the really cool parts of it were, um, I remember specifically taking a piece of the lung and putting it in water, separate mm-hmm. water. And if it sunk, it meant that the seal most likely drowned because there's water in, in its lungs. Oh, yeah. Whereas if it floated, it indicated that it it was it had healthy lungs, so it caused, there it was, cause of death was different for it. Right. Um, yeah. We did other things too, like we opened up the stomach and there were like fish bones in it. Nice. Um, so we knew that it was eating, but there was also like rocks and things. Mm, um, not nice. Not nice. So when seals are stressed, they tend to eat more grit in things, especially when hmm. they're stressed for food. Um, yeah. So that kind of indicated that. And I think we determined that the cause of its death was that it did drown and mm. that it um, may have been caught in like some net or something. Yeah. Huh. Um, so I thought that that was really cool to have that kind of experience with the necropsy. Yeah. Um, Did you not dissect a frog? Oh, yeah. We dissected frogs and stuff. Um, okay. That's a little bit different, though, because, like, 
I mean, a dissection is a different thing then. Yeah, it's it's more. I mean, they it's about and the pig. We did the pig in. I did the pig twice. Oh, once look in, at you, Mister High Society. Yeah, I dissected a pig one twice. Once in ninth grade, and then another time in, I think twelfth grade in AP Bio. Mm. Um, but those, those you don't go in with like an investigative eye. I guess you go in and right. It's more exploratory, figuring right. out how it's, body systems it, work. Yeah, it's about anatomy rather than right death. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in reality, only a small portion of deaths actually require an autopsy, and they occur mostly when they don't know what caused the person to die. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's like, oh, like this is kind of a suspicious death. Mm, um, a murder, most a murder foul. Most foul. Um, ha 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 um they'll do they'll perform autopsies for those kinds of situations um and most autopsies are performed by like coroners or medical examiners okay yeah um and i want to talk about the process but i think yeah um, not all autopsies require the body to be opened up which i found really interesting i thought it was you think of an autopsy as being like okay let's you know explore every nook and cranny of this dead body to figure out what happened. Mm. Um, but I think in at least some of the cases, they already have an idea of what happened and they can mm. pinpoint where they want to explore and what they want to examine without having to ruin the, I guess, integrity of the rest of the body. Right. Yeah. So when someone dies, <laughs> <laughs> their body... <laughs> Um, their body arrives at the place that the autopsy is going to be performed, which is usually like a municipal mortuary or a medical examiner's office. And it mm. arrives in a body bag. Um, and sometimes nice. if there's important evidence on like the hands or the feet, those will be wrapped up within their own little bags within the body bag just to preserve them better. So first, an ex- external examination is performed so the body will be like photographed notes will be written about like their clothing their body positions within the clothing Um, what was she wearing what was she wearing who was she wearing that's the question yes it's the question on everyone's mind (laughs) um and the clothes are removed at some point during the process Mm -hmm. um they look for any residues that are on the body, like flakes of paint, flecks of blood, things like that, mm-hmm. um, to, like I guess, have a better picture of what happened. Yeah. Sometimes they do a, an ultraviolet light, black light scan of the body to catch things mm-hmm. that we couldn't see mm-hmm. or we can't see. Yeah. Um, they take samples of the hair and the nails. I'm not sure why, for what purpose, but... Because they want to know what products she was oh. using. Also, probably... Well, nails make sense because, like, you can get stuff under there. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, if it's a murder. I know this from my extensive hands-on experience of watching television a lot. Mm-hmm. You can get, like... Like, if you're clawing at somebody, 
who's trying to kill you. Right. You, you could get, get flecks of skin and stuff DNA. under there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That makes sense. The body might also be x-rayed for fun. <laughs> Um, and then it's, so this is, all happens while it's still in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they oh. take, I think they just unzip huh. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then they fully take the body out of the bag and like any injuries that they see on the outside of the body, they examine more closely and take notes on them and things. Mm. Um, and then they clean the body, weigh it and prep it for the internal examination. So then they start the internal examination, which I think is like basically what everyone thinks of when they think of an autopsy is like slicing and dicing and mm-hmm. whatever, blood spurting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so first they take like a block and all I could think of was like those foam yoga blocks <laughs> and they, <laughs> yeah, and they place it under the neck of the body to push the chest forward. So they have like easier okay. access mm-hmm. of the chest. Cause like. When you're dead, like, there's no tension in your body. It's just, like, bleh, like a blob, right. you know, just yeah. rolling around. So um, they try to create yeah. tension where they can. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple different approaches as to how how to best open up the chest. Um, so in one approach, they cut, like, a Y shape from the tops of the shoulders down to the belly button, which is, like, one big Y. And they open it up that way. Something about um, the belly another button. Another one they do like, a semicircle. Cut me anywhere on my body. I know cutting for my belly button. I know. Ugh, I was thinking about that. I don't know why. Sorry, I won't like, say it anymore. That's fine. Like a big square around it on my stomach, I would not care. Do not cut through right, my but belly button. Through the belly button. Yeah. <gasps> no. I mean, because okay. it is scar tissue, so it is like weirdly sensitive in a way. Like, yeah, there's just something about like scar tissue is weird. I don't know. There's something I find very upsetting about that image. Okay, but continue. No, I, you you can continue to confront use it. your own care. mortality. <laughs> yeah, confront that's your that's own belly button. No, never. Uh, so another method they use is cutting a semicircle with like the top part starting at the shoulders and then like doing a big arc right below the sternum. Okay. Um. See that I'm fine with. One method they said it, just cutting a straight line from the neck down, so that works. That's what we did uh, with yeah. the seal, I think. Mm-hmm. I almost cut. I just remembered. I almost cut a girl's finger because I was handing her a scalpel, or no, I was cutting the ribs or something, and I like almost cut her finger. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um, is it true that you can like cut through human fingers like a carrot? Um, is that a real maybe. thing? I mean, these scalpels that we were using were pretty strong. Like, we cut through the the bone of well, the ribs. Well, yeah, I mean, like, with a scalpel, yeah. But, like, a kitchen knife. That's a thing that I've heard. You might be able to. I think the, the same amount of force. Yeah. I don't know if you could cut through the bone, though. I don't know. I've always I'd heard say maybe the could, tip of the finger. I've always heard the bone that you could stops. bite through a finger. Like it was. Let's try it next week carrot. live on Twitch TV. There is listen. It's that and the you can stick a light bulb in your mouth, but you can't get it out. Thing, both of those. Like, have you not heard that? No. 
Oh, yeah. No, if you stick a light bulb in your mouth, apparently, just like a regular like incandescent bulb, if you stick you can stick it into your mouth, but you can't get it out of your mouth without breaking it. This is fascinating. Yeah. Why? See, this is I don't I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, maybe it has to do with like the fact that it's going past your teeth rather than like the soft part of your mouth. Right. Um I don't know. But that and the you can bite through your finger like a carrot. Like there's nothing that I want more than to try it. Right. Because I want to know. Because you want to know. You need to find a dead finger. Uh-huh. Anyway, where was I? I don't know. Um, you were oh, talking about... How they cut them up. Hours. Yeah. Um, they can also cut a U-shape. And they use this tactic um, for people with breasts. They mm. like cut down from the top of your shoulder down to below your breast and across like kind of where your diaphragm is and then back up to the other shoulder uh-huh. so it's like a big like breast flap is that like removing the skin yeah yeah this point? is just oh, okay. th- all these cuts are just to remove the skin okay yep it's all dermal yeah and different mm-hmm. autopsies will use different cut methods depending on what they're focusing on or what you know person they're dealing with right previous huh. person <laughs> <laughs> um something interesting that i learned was that the corpses don't really bleed because there's no blood pressure so all the blood right. just kind of pools at the bottom cool so then once the skin is cut away from the chest and flapped open um, nice. nice. Shears are used to cut open the rib cage and access the chest cavity. Okay. Um, so they do this by first just cutting out the sternum mm-hmm. and removing it. Um, which the sternum is the big like breastbone straight down the mm-hmm. middle of of your uh, ribs. Yeah. Um, and they do Crack that them like a lobster. <laughs> they do that <laughs> so that the juice. Can we get can we get some <laughs> dipping butter over here? Mm-hmm. A bib, a bib. <laughs> they cut out the sternum um, so that they can like easily open up the chest cavity and just see the heart and the lungs in situ, which is like as they are, as they lay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in the cavity. So then everything's kind of cut open. All the organs are exposed, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of different methods for removing and examining the organs, depending on, I guess, your preference or um, what kind of a case you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can be removed all together as one mass oh. um, and carried away and like weighed and washed and then examined individually. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take them out by individual blocks, so you could like say like different regions like the heart and the lungs i'm gonna take out as one or like the stomach and the pancreas and the liver and all that junk take out as one mm-hmm. and wash and examine gotta or, get them clean gotta get them clean they're dirty so important dirty nasty organs yeah they're all gross in there they're all gross i'm on a cleanse mm-hmm. a detox just in case <laughs> Every now and then I do a juice cleanse, just in case I'm going to be autopsied anytime soon. <laughs> That's why everybody does them, right? Yep. Exactly. Cool. 
Or they can take out the organs individually and examine mm-hmm. them. That makes sense. So, for example, an yes. example, I guess, procedure of of removing organs and, and looking at them. First, they cut open the pericardial sac to expose the heart. Um, Wait, your heart's in a bag? Yeah, which is just like a sac that holds the heart, which I like never knew. And here's mm-hmm. another thing, too, is that it, it contains pericardial fluid. So there's like this sac and it does have fluid in it that like... Ew. Holds and protects your heart. I don't like that. Congratulations. The sack was inside you the whole time. <laughs> I don't enjoy that. Well, now I'd you have to think about that wasn't. every time. Yeah. Um. So once they open no, up your sack. That your heart's in. That your heart's in. They remove blood for analysis. And sure. the heart's removed by cutting the inferior vena cava, the pulmonary veins, the aorta, the pulmonary artery, and the superior vena cava. But they do leave the aortic arch intact. Oh, thank God. Um, to I make, was worried for a second. To make life easier for the embalmer. Oh. How does that I don't know. do that? What happens if it's collapsed? Does the embalmer have to get Dr. Scholl's? Yes. Well, the world may never know. Look it up. Write to us if you know why. Yeah. So once the heart is removed, they take out the left lung, um, and then they also remove the the right lung, and they take those off to examine them and maybe determine if you drowned or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just... I couldn't really find much information on what they do with the lower organs in your body, um, but they just remove them carefully i guess mm-hmm. um so then they take the yoga body block that mm-hmm. they used before and move it to elevate just the head mm-hmm. um so they move away from the like <sighs> trunk they portion take your brain out. here we go they take your brain out if they need to so to get to the brain <laughs> they make a cut mm-hmm. from behind one ear to behind the other ear kind of like an arc shape Mm. And that just opens up your scalp. Um, yeah. And they make and you this do it cut. from the back so they don't notice. Yeah. They don't see it coming. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually make the cut because they can sew it up easily and oh. hide it when, when the body's laying in a casket. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that has to be taken into consideration. Right. right. Yeah, I was but, fascinated yeah. by that, too. I mean, everything that's happened so far in this has been, like... Nothing that you couldn't hide with a turtleneck. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. Um, and and yeah, it's unusual it's for autopsies to examine, like, hands, face, or arms. So, like, mm-hmm. things that are going to be exposed during a funeral. Right. Um, I mean, I would imagine that the only time that that would be something that was examined would be if it was already not going to be in, like, a presentable right. condition. Yeah to be on display at a funeral home exactly you know what i mean yep yeah so that makes sense um so the scalp is pulled away from the skull with like one flap going over the face and the other flap being pulled down towards the back of the head like an eye mask sure get the summer look 
Mm-hmm. Use our new eye mask. <laughs> it's your scalp. It's your scalp. Spoiler. All natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Organic. Mm-hmm. Organic. No preservatives. Mm-hmm. Fair trade. Well. um so then they get at the brin they Mm -hmm. cut the skull in a circle with a reciprocating saw nice i Um, have one of those you want to do an autopsy yeah sure cool live on the podcast next week come on down to my shop oh busy live on live on twitch i'll I'll send a delegate (laughs) okay that's fine um so once they cut a circle into like it's a circle around like the edge of the skull yeah and this creates like a cap that they can pull off nice um so at first the brain is observed but it makes a bad slurping noise too oh i bet you're right oh Oh my god i didn't think of that and it's just like the suction like yeah so at first they observe the brain without taking it out of the skull to observe mm-hmm. it in situ. Um, and then they cut the major nerves and lift mm-hmm. the brain out for further inspection. Mm. Um, and if they need to cool. preserve the brain for some reason, they place it in a container of formaldehyde and buffered water for two to four weeks. And Wikipedia told me that four weeks is preferable. Oh. So, you really. In case you're really following along at home. For four. Yeah. Um,. And also said this makes the Don't brain firmer answer. and easier to handle Ew. without corrupting the integrity of the brain. Um, I mean, I so guess. the last to- step in the autopsy is to put this whack puzzle all back together <laughs> um, so that the body can be invol- embalmed and viewed. As I mean, do they they put the organs back in? So what they do is they line the internal body cavity with like cotton or wool or some other fabric um okay. and they put all the organs into a like plastic bag which i can only <laughs> imagine I feel like, like i knew a ziploc <laughs> to prevent yeah. the leakage i think i think we read about it i think it, they caitlin Doty i think might it was in it. yeah i think it yeah. was in caitlin Doty's book um because i feel like i know that i feel like that's like a fact yeah. that i have floating around yeah. in my brain Oh my god, um, that sucks so bad. Like, just throw them away at that point, right? But I mean, some some countries have laws that you can't just throw them away, or that like right, it's um, human remains, it's human remains and and human organs, and you have to have like certain permissions to be able to take them away from who they belong to, right? Right. Um, but all I can think of is like that would be a really good Ziploc bag ad it would and like i don't know i feel it like i get that that's there's a cultural element to it in a lot of cases like it has to do with like you know your body needs to be complete in order to be preserved and buried and like all that stuff but i feel like it's so much more of a bastardization to throw it all in there in a bag than it is to just have a shell right you know i would rather be a husk right personally part of it might be too to like give the body some volume because otherwise it'd be like like a cave if it, like, fill it with air pump fill it, it with helium pump it full of, put some balloons in there yeah um so not to take a, this whole show in a very different direction um 
life. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. You researched no, life uh, this week. Surprise. Um, no, I did not research anything remotely close to autopsies. Mm. Um, I was thinking about this and I was like, I mean, death is everywhere in art. Mm-hmm. Um, but art is not just the product. It's also the industry. So mm. I am going to talk about the Oscars in memoriam reel. I love it. Um, little bit of background. At the 50th Academy Awards in 1978, uh, to mark the occasion, they included a special segment with a memorial montage. That was the first time that it like cropped up as being a thing that happened during the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until 1994 at the 66th Academy Awards that the In Memoriam segment became an annual tradition. Hmm. Um, Once all and the people started dying. I know. Finally, they got around to it. So it wasn't too long after that that other award shows, um, notably Grammys, Emmys, Screen Actors Guild Awards, stuff like that, started to follow suit and also do in memoriam montages for folks in their industry, you know, important to their industry who mm-hmm. had passed away. Um, so who makes it into the actual montage is decided by committee, um, which is hilarious to think about, <laughs> but kind of boring to explain like we all know what a committee is and how that works you know so I'll let you leave that to your imagination um but enough baloney that's all the background that I have let's get to the good stuff (laughs) (laughs) um so the guy who is most commonly attached to the Oscars uh in memoriam segment is named or actually i'm gonna give you oscar one Mine. guess uh no uh that was your one guess oscar you, the grouch nope not that one either uh it's chuck workman which is the most film editor Hi, ass name i'm I've chuck ever workman heard in my life. yeah built ford no, tough like, it's high it doesn't... i'm chuck workman i love grilling and barbecuing my family the fourth of july <laughs> and barbecuing my family <laughs> Hi, I'm Chuck Workman. I'm accidentally a murderer, but gosh darn it, I love barbecue. <laughs> no, um, Chuck Workman, to my knowledge, has not barbecued anyone. Uh, but um, it also it says on his Wikipedia page, too, that he's sometimes credited as Carl Workman, um, <laughs> which is also very funny. But my like Chuck is not short for Carl. No. So it really just seems like that's a typo that somebody made in the credits. That one, yeah. um, I think it was just a mistake that somebody made. So <laughs> I dug a little deeper on Chuck. Um, he is predominantly a film editor, as anyone could have guessed just by hearing his name said aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does himself have an Academy Award uh, for Best Live Action Short uh, for his 1986 film Precious Images. Uh, And when he's not editing, he is making documentaries, Um, a lot of them about films and filmmaking, which is a very cool and weird and niche genre. Um, His most recent credit is a 2014 documentary he directed about Orson Welles. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that those interests and those very specific and particular skills would translate into cutting together an in memoriam montage for the Oscars. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I tried to see his most recent credit 
is it tw- is that 2014 documentary i tried to figure out if he's working on something else now mm-hmm. or if he's retired from film like if he just has a big project that he's working on or mm-hmm. i i don't know um but the website link on his imdb takes you to a domain available to be purchased for uh three thousand two hundred and ninety five dollars is it chuck workman dot us no. dot com dot dot us dot biz also listed on his imdb page under the did you know section it says that he's a gemini uh which i don't know if that's a field on imdb that auto populates <laughs> when you put in your birthday uh i can't i can't verify that it's not but i did check my own imdb page and nowhere does it say that i'm an aquarius so chuck might be into astrology Hi, I'm Chuck Workman. <laughs> Gemini. I love two things maybe, in life. Maybe he was just saying his favorite uh, space mission. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Chuck Workman. I love space, especially mm-hmm. Gemini. Mm-hmm. And I love barbecue and my family on 4th <laughs> oh! of July. And four trucks. And four trucks. And barbecue and four trucks. Mm-hmm. This is my podcast. Hi, I'm Chuck Workman. Welcome to my podcast. I don't know anything about Chuck, but Chuck Workman is a very good name. It's so good. Uh, it's very good. Um, Aquarius. So, mm. what? You're an Aquarius. Mm. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Mm. Are you? What are you? I'm a Leo. Roar. Uh, Roar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's. <laughs> There's always a ton of controversy with these things. Um, a fun fact is that, uh, well, I, I don't know if it's fun. I think it's an absurd fact mm-hmm. um, that like PR people will lobby to get their expired clients into these montages, which like, I get it. Are but I also expired in the context of being dead. Yes. Like. Why I miss what, my grandmama so much that she she expired. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. Not that like their membership was up. Okay, with the agency. Gotcha. Um, no, they'll they try and get their dead clients into the montage, yeah. which is wild to me. But like like I get it because that's the whole industry. Like that's how the whole industry operates, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But also like they're dead. They don't care. You know, mm-hmm. like why? Why? What's the? I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but there's there's always issues over who was included or who wasn't included. Um, and I <laughs> I feel like I'm putting Chuck on blast here a little bit by talking about the mix-ups <laughs> in a segment that he's so often cut together. But whatever. Um, I tried to find some good like juicy bits of controversy Mm, mm -hmm. on these it's mostly just that people are mad about whoever got left out Mm -hmm. and like really like righteously angry about it in ways that aren't fun um but in 2017 which was not a chuck year chuck is not responsible for this one okay um australian producer jan chapman's photo was included instead of late costume designer janet patterson (laughs) and jan's not dead (gasps) And apparently people were, like, freaking out and contacting her and being like, was this the wrong photo or was this the wrong name? Oh, my God. And, 
yeah, that's wild. But uh, that brings me back to Billy Eichner, which okay. I don't even know if I'm going to leave that in. Um, but he literally tweeted earlier that day. And let me find it so that I can quote it. Um, so Please. during the Oscars um, in 2017, Billy, like during the ceremony, Billy Eichner tweeted in all caps, as he is wont to do, if anyone from the In Memoriam is still alive, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, um, actually, yes, she is. <laughs> he tweeted that before? Yeah. The show? Oh, my God. Well, he tweeted it during the Oscars, but, like, oh, okay. before this news broke. Right. And I was like, that's so... Dang. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I had about the Oscars. Um I just think I I think it's an interesting segment and there's not as much history to it as I kind of expected that there mm-hmm. would be, but um I'm I'm interested in the I don't know, kind of the industry side of it. Yeah, yeah. And how very very on brand it is. So then that's going to do it for us yeah. this week. The final nail in the coffin of this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I would like to thank She's a Spy um, for, <laughs> for our theme music uh, that we use in the show. You can find her on Spotify, or if you want to uh, hear her upcoming EP before it drops on June 14th, you can go to twitter.com forward slash she's a spy and the link in the bio will take you to a place that you can make that happen for 10 american dollars you can find us online at meetcutest.com and you can tweet at us at meetcutest and if you are interested in sending us some episode topic ideas or any other kind of mail you can email us hello at meetcutest.com if you enjoyed the time you spent with us today uh you can Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Um, new episodes also go up on the website. I don't know if I've specified that. Uh, Meetcutest.com. And you can also leave a rating or a review for the show on iTunes. Do we have anything funny to say to close the show? Uh, death, dying. Death, dying. <laughs> oh, I had a grift for you, but I forget what it was. Lauren's grift coroner (laughs) we'll be right back next week is that a grift that you have where you're a coroner or is that a grift where a coroner is is that you faking your own death okay Lauren's grift coroner Mm -hmm. I think it's where I pretend to be a coroner okay um, and Lee's conspiracy coroner uh, <laughs> just says that all of them are murder. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect team. Yeah. Coming n- new to CBS next fall. <laughs> Could we get Brian Fuller on this one, do you think? Yes. Is his Twitter avatar? We should probably end the show. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we already have. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. Emotionally. We'll be righteous back.